Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to another edition of Kentucky Sports Memories. In today's show, we're looking at the Brom family from Louisville. Many have called the Brom family the first family of Kentucky football because of their many accomplishments in the game. And they are quite a few. You begin with the dad, Oscar Brom. He played football for Flaget High School in Louisville back in the mid-60s. Flaget is now closed, but uh, existed back when he was going to school. Flaget was in the west end of Louisville. Catholic school, all boys, and he was an outstanding quarterback there and went on to play quarterback for the University of Louisville. Then his sons come along. Greg is the oldest son, a 1988 graduate of Trinity High School in Louisville. And while there, he was a wide receiver, played three sports, but he was most, most known for football. He was first team All-State as a wide receiver his senior year. And then he went on to play for the University of Louisville under Howard Schnellenberger, four-year letter winner, three-year starter as a wide receiver for the Cardinals. His younger brother, Jeff, one year younger, 1989 graduate of Trinity High School. Jeff was an outstanding quarterback for Trinity. In his senior year, he led them to an undefeated season, state championship. Afterward, he was named the Kentucky High School Player of the Year, uh, was Mr. Football. He was also named Kentucky High School Player of the Decade for the 1980s. And after leaving Trinity, he went on to the University of Louisville, where he had a very solid career as a quarterback. After that, he spent seven years in the NFL, playing for six different teams, and one year in the XFL. So quite a career for Jeff Brom. Then younger brother Brian comes along. He is a graduate of Trinity High School in 2004, three-year starter at Trinity, and all three years, his sophomore, junior, senior years, all three years, they won a state championship with him at quarterback. So he also an outstanding quarterback, and he still ranks very high in many passing categories in Kentucky high school football history. Again, the winning three state titles, and after his career at Trinity, it was a huge battle to see where he would go to college. Many assumed at UofL, but Notre Dame was very hot and heavy for him and very much in the running. But in the end, he picks Louisville, where he goes on to have a solid career for the Cardinals and then goes on to play three seasons in the NFL with the Packers and the Bills. So that's the resume of the Brom family and why many of them call them the first family of football in the state of Kentucky. So I wondered how they liked that title. So I asked them. Let's start with the oldest son, Greg Brom. Greg, a lot of people call the Brom family the first family of Kentucky football. <laughs> just just because of the success. I mean, you know, your dad, Jeff, you, Brian, do you like that title? You know what? We, I know my dad really likes that title, and, and we do. <laughs> we, we, we consider it, a, 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 you know, quite a, an honor to for people to refer to us that way and and uh, uh, we're glad people appreciate us and, and appreciate anything that we did in the sport of football. But uh, it's always been a big part of what our lives. Next in line, I asked Jeff what he thinks of being called the first family of Kentucky football. It's uh, you know makes you, you uh, gives you a warm feeling uh, that uh, people appreciate a few of the things we did. But really, it's just a product of being in a a great environment, a great community, and, and just trying to, 
do the best we can uh, while we enjoy the game of sports like all of us do. Speaking of Oscar, the dad, I talked to him about the kids when they were young and their athletic skills at that time. Oscar, you know, you had a good athletic career and you introduced your kids to sports like a lot of parents do, but were you surprised at, at how well they excelled in sports? I mean, all of them. Well, you know, when you, when you first start working with them in sports, uh, you really don't know how good they're going to be. You just hope they have fun doing it. But I do have to say that uh, when we when we started, I guess we were playing t-ball, we were playing flag football and little in basketball. At first, uh, Jeff was immediately. I could tell Jeff was a great athlete. I mean, he just had tremendous speed, hand-eye coordination. Okay, I was going to say not so much with Greg. Well, not at first. You know, they, you know, you develop a different uh, on different schedules, I guess. So not at first, but they were playing together, and then Greg, maybe a year or two later, he started really he started really coming off. So they were both—they were all fast, and then and Brian wasn't as quite as fast as him because he was bigger. But he—he he did a—he had great speed also. As I mentioned, and as you know, Oscar the father, Jeff and Brian, the two—two two of the sons were all three quarterbacks. Yet Greg, the oldest son, was not a quarterback. He was a wide receiver. So I ask him, how did that happen? How did he not also become a quarterback? I have asked that question so many times uh, that uh, there's never a good answer. I don't think they, my dad's ever given me a good answer. I think it was a short straw I drew one time, or <laughs> I, I didn't have blonde hair. I, you know, I had the brown hair, so that, I mean, that, didn't, that didn't fit the quarterback prototype. Uh, but I don't know what it was because I, I, we go in the backyard and throw, and, and even Jeff, maybe Brian won't admit it, but Jeff even has to admit it. I have a pretty good throwing motion for a pretty good ball. But uh, and and uh, I just never got the opportunity to to get under center. But when when you have two guys, I think my dad actually to when my, my dad had two brothers who were the same age, one year apart, and I think I think at, at one point they both played quarterback, and one of them beat the other out at quarterback. And I, he said, "I'm never going to let that happen with these two sons of mine who are one year apart. So I'm going to designate one of them the receiver." <laughs> So uh, how he chose, I, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. But, you know, it worked out okay. You were the older one. You should have gotten dibs. I, I, I've said that. I'm like, uh, this, is, this does not add up to me. It really doesn't. But, uh, you know, I guess um, – and, and those quarterbacks, you know, they all they, – they know. They're, they're pampered. They have it really easy. You know, receivers, we got to run a lot and – I was always always sweating and, and just worn out at the end of practice. And the other guys, they were ready to go to the amusement park or you know, all, all my, you know, Jeff and Brian, they're ready to do whatever the rest of the day. And I was worn out. I would just go lay down and rest for the next day. Well, I think I pulled off an old scab here, revealed an old wound. So <laughs> I figured I'd talk to Oscar and give him time for rebuttal to explain why Greg never got the chance to play quarterback when younger brothers Jeff and Brian did. You know, he has brought that up to me uh, every year, every year since they were uh, seven or eight years old. 
and the thing about it is I'm not really sure how it happened, uh, but Greg really has a really great arm. You know, he they were all great baseball players, and when Greg, when Greg throws a pace for the football, I mean, he's got a great spiral. He's really – he could have been a quarterback, but uh, – uh, no, he brings that to me at least once a year. He goes, why wasn't I the quarterback? I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure how it happened. It just worked out that way. <laughs> and since uh, Greg also disparaged the quarterback position, saying they had it easy while he had it tough as a wide receiver, I figured I'd at least ask Jeff about that because Jeff was closest to Greg in age, just one year apart. They played together constantly growing up. So I thought Jeff deserved an opportunity to respond to what Greg said about the quarterback position. Well, uh, you know, his, his statements always have a little exaggeration and a little better <laughs> to it. And, uh, you, know, only, you know, I don't know why he gets upset, but, you know, when we had two days and three days for Coach Snellberger and, uh, you know, he was getting IVs at practice and in the training room after and, me and the other quarterbacks went to Kentucky Kingdom between practices. He seemed to have a problem with that. And I just didn't understand why he got so angry. We kind of enjoy our life. I mean, you know, if you didn't have enough energy to do it, I mean, I couldn't control that. I mean, we just trying to enjoy ourselves and, and, uh, and have fun playing the game. All right. A little friendly, brotherly ribbing as uh, anybody who has siblings, especially if you have siblings close in age, you know how that goes. The Brom family, and uh, you probably also know Jeff is now the head football coach at Purdue, and Greg and Brian are on his staff. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about how those dynamics work and how they work together in trying to make Purdue football a success. That's coming up in just a moment. Stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization. If I'm not given the opportunity, if you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories as we talk about the Brom family. And Jeff Brom is now the head football coach at Purdue University. And his brothers Greg and Brian are on his staff. Brian is the youngest of the Brom brothers. And he's the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. So let's start with him because we've not talked with Brian yet in this show. So let's talk to Brian about being on the coaching staff 
because Brian has experienced working with Jeff before. When Brian was a quarterback at UofL, Jeff was his position coach as the quarterback coach. Brian, I guess my first question to you is, how do you like coaching for your brother? Oh, I like it. It's uh, it's It's been a lot of fun. Uh, not a whole lot different than playing for him. Um, so I've already had that dynamic where uh, it's kind of working under him, so to speak. Uh, so it's it's been good. We we uh, we have a lot of fun with it. We love ball. Uh, we think alike uh, most of the time, but when we think differently, we're free to express our opinion. So uh, I think I think we make each other better while we do that. I was going to ask, do you ever have any brotherly spats? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When we when we have disagreements about whatever it may be, uh, I think I think that's one of the things that's helped uh, make our offense. Uh, be pretty efficient, be pretty good over the years is, um, you know, we don't, we're brothers, so we're able to uh, really tell each other what we think and, and know that it's going to be okay afterwards. It really makes us, uh, makes us better to have someone giving us honest uh, feedback and honest opinions. I want to ask because most, or I wouldn't say most, but a lot of people who are assistant coaches on the college level have aspirations to be a head coach someday. Is that a goal of yours? You know what, it is. Uh, you know, I, I love ball. I love the X's and O's of it. I like the relationship with the players. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really thriving and liking where I'm at as an offensive coordinator, as a quarterback coach. Uh, I like the big picture aspect of it as well. Uh, from, you know, when you go to being a head coach, you got to think of the entire program. But uh, I think I have it in me. Uh, for sure. I've uh, been around football my whole life, obviously, with uh, a lot of different influences. So um, I feel like uh, I could move into that role in the future and, and uh, do a great job at it. I want to back up to high school. When you took over the Trinity quarterback job your sophomore year, obviously Jeff had been there ahead of you as a quarterback at Trinity. He had great success. Did you feel mm-hmm. pressure taking over that role? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, I, I think growing up uh, in Louisville and kind of my brother's shout out both Jeff and Greg, and my dad who, uh, you know, had a, had a great high school career and played in Louisville. Um, you know, there was, there was, you know, as a kid just playing in the, in the youth league in the, in the uh, CSAA league and, and, and playing for toy bowls and, and all that, uh, I could always – you hear what the grown-ups are talking about, the chatter, and um, I was known as the young Brom kid, and the, uh, the one who's the next one that's going to be great at Trinity. Um, and, you know, when I was in, in CSAA, I played offensive line half the time because I was overweight. So I didn't really play a lot of quarterback. Uh, obviously, I, I practiced a lot, and that's what I always wanted to be. But uh, there was pressure, and uh, I think I kind of thrived on it. Um, I wanted to be uh, better than my brother, so um, it was motivating for me uh, to kind of have that pressure and to to try to live up to it and exceed it if I could. All right, my last question. What's the worst thing you ever said to Jeff when you made a play call and he overruled you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? I'm pretty good at biting my tongue, so... Uh, typically if I, uh, he can, he can kind of tell this by the way I, uh, 
either look or maybe a little noise I make that I'm not happy or that I don't agree with, with what he just did. So, uh, we have, we, you know, we, and then they'll ask me, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. Uh, but I haven't, uh, you know, him being the bigger brother and the older brother all the time, I haven't been, he's laid into me a few times, uh, as has been documented. Uh, but I really haven't, uh, laid back into him very much, but he, but he knows when, when I disagree or when, when I'm not happy with, with the way things have gone. Okay. Before we hear from Jeff, who's the head coach, let's talk to Greg, who's also on the staff. Now he's not a coach. Greg's title is executive director of football administration and operations and chief of staff. That may be the longest title I've, <laughs> I've ever heard. Maybe take both the front and the back of his business card to get it all on there. But anyway, let's talk to Greg about his role of working with his brother. You're on Jeff's staff. What's it like working for your little brother, your younger brother? You know what? This is really one of the most fun jobs I think you could have. And then people say that, you know, like working, I feel more like I work with him, even though I, you know, I, I understand the chain of, of command uh, being on the many football programs that we've been with and the coaches we've been associated with. So we understand the chain of command and how football program, how the, the head coach uh, is the leader. Uh, but I think my job here, while I have a title of, of his chief of staff, well, I think, you know, in, in, in operations is what I do on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, and, and kind of run the logistics of the program. I think my main job is to help him make decisions. So I'm his sounding board, and when something comes up, and it's no different really to me than the entire time we grew up, we had the same relationship. You know, I don't think any of us, me or Jeff, and even Brian to a certain extent, even though he's a little younger than us, we never made did anything without running it by the other guy first growing up or dad or seeing others' opinions. So it's kind of naturally, uh, I think it naturally fits that Jeff wants to know what I think about something and I advise him and I might point things out that he doesn't have the time to see. So I, I think it's a, it's, it's a, I think it's good for the head coach. Uh, I'll say th- to have somebody on his staff that he trusts and I'll actually say things to him that uh, maybe someone else on staff doesn't feel comfortable saying or pointing out that kind of, uh, uh, you know, I can tell him the truth when other people might tell a head coach what they want to hear. And, uh, and I think he knows I have his best, his best interests as well as our team's best interests at heart. So I think if you have somebody like that you trust, you, you can, you can uh, coach the team on the field a lot better. You don't have to worry about a lot of the other things, but I, that's my, I think my thing here, here is to make, is to help him make decisions. Do you ever have brotherly spats? All the time, <laughs> all the time. It's fun. It's actually fun to kind of mix it up every now and then. It's one of my jobs. Gary, by the way, is really is to answer the phone when Dad calls because he calls all of us like four or five times a day, and I'm the one <laughs> supposed to answer. Those others don't answer. I answer. I hear what he says and his opinion, and then I'll let Jeff and Brian know what that is, and then they'll call him back eventually when they have time but that's that's one of my jobs is to is to take that in they kind of act like they don't they don't see it sometimes but uh <laughs> i i usually answer more than them so i get to hear the the you know his uh, unvarnished opinion unfiltered so of course i had to go to jeff and get his take on what 
what Greg had just told me. He also said that one of his jobs on the staff is to field your dad's phone calls and his suggestions. <laughs> well, that, then that's, uh, that takes a lot of his time uh, because, as you know, this family here has a lot of suggestions. So I'm probably in a unique position as a head coach where I'm probably told what to do more so than most head coaches across the country just by my family members. And, uh, you know, it just comes as, it comes, uh, as part of uh, – part of the process of being in, in, in our family. But you know what? It's all good things that, you know, help to keep you grounded. They help to you know, give you advice, uh, whether you like it or not, in, in, uh, in certain times. And, uh, you know, they're always going to tell the truth. So for, the, for that, uh, I'm very appreciative of. And finally, I had to get Oscar's take on all this. Greg also said one of his jobs on the Purdue staff is to field your phone calls and take down your notes uh, about your comments of what Jeff should be doing with his football team. <laughs> oh, well, uh, uh, that, that's probably supposed to be secret. <laughs> he said, Dad calls on a regular basis with his opinions on uh, what we should be doing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm, hey, I, I, hey I, coached them. I coached them their whole life. So I know, I know about them, and then uh, – uh, and you know I'm still coaching the Trinity, so I can't help it. I uh, so I have to call everyone so I can give them my opinion, which I actually I think they want to hear it sometimes. Yeah. They might not always agree with it. Well, speaking of opinions, there were a lot of opinions that went around when the U of L football head coaching job opened up in December of 2018. How close was Jeff Brom to taking that job? That'll be our topic in our next segment when we come back. So stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. We hear from a lot of owners that are stressed because their pet isn't behaving the way they expect it to. Usually this is just a training problem, but sometimes the pet isn't a good match for the owner. It's important to be honest about your expectations and to educate yourself about your pet's needs before you take them home. If you have a rigid schedule, a dog might be a good fit since they usually thrive in a structured environment. But if your schedule is always changing, a cat would probably be a better choice since they're a bit more self-sufficient. And you should learn about your individual breeds and their behaviors. A large, active dog usually is not a good choice for an apartment, and pets that shed probably aren't good for people that like their homes to be spotless. Remember, the more effort you put into choosing your pet, the less effort you'll have to put into keeping them as a valuable member of your family. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for joining me. And today we're looking at the Brom family. Some people call them the first family of football in Kentucky. <laughs> I guess that might be appropriate. They've done quite a bit in football. All of them grew up in Louisville. Oscar, who's the father of the family, played at the Flagey High School and also at the University of Louisville. Sons Jeff, Greg, and Brian all played at Trinity High School, very successful careers, all played at the University of Louisville, had successful careers there. 
and both Jeff and Brian played in the NFL as quarterbacks. This segment, we're going to focus on Jeff, who you know is the head football coach at Purdue. He's going into his fourth season there. Initially, the Big Ten said they weren't going to have a season because of COVID-19, but then decided they will. So he's now preparing for his uh, season opener, October 24th, when Purdue will host Iowa. Jeff is in his second head coaching job on the college level. You may remember that back in 2014, he took over as the head coach of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers down in Bowling Green. He was there for three seasons, three very successful seasons. Then Purdue came calling, and he couldn't pass it up, a program that had traditionally had a lot of great teams and in a Power Five conference. So he goes to Purdue, and he took over there in 2017. So he coaches the 2017 and 2018 season, and at the end of the 2018 season, the head coaching job opens up at the University of Louisville. And everybody figures Jeff Brom is going to take it. Jeff Brom's name immediately goes to the top of the list. All the fans assume that's who it's going to be. That's who pretty much all the fans wanted. And it would make sense. I mean, after all, as I mentioned, Jeff grew up in Louisville. He grew up a UofL fan. His father played there. He played there. His two brothers played there. He was an assistant coach there under Bobby Petrino. So it would all make sense that Jeff would take the UofL job. But he didn't. And I talked to him about that. How close or how much were you enticed or were you enticed at all with the, the UofL job when it came open? Because so many people wanted you to take it. No, it was more than enticed. I mean, to me, it's, it's a great opportunity, a great job, and a great place to, to work and somewhere that for sure I, I, I would have loved to have done. Um, you know, I think. When I was raised and went to school at uh, St. Bern and Trinity and College and being in our family, I think uh, it's important to try to do the right thing as well uh, in those times. So while it would have been a job that I would have loved, I just felt like, uh, you know, after just a couple years of being here uh, and some of the you know, things I've said to our players and people around here, the things they've done for me, just the timing didn't feel like it was right to, to turn my back uh, on, the, on this community and this program when when they gave me this great chance to come here and, and uh, lead a Big Ten program. Uh, so, you know, really it was just the timing um, was not ideal, and I just felt like, uh, you know, looking in the mirror that, you know that wasn't me. You know, uh, you know, and the way I was raised, it was more of you know, let's let's do the right thing first, uh, because either way, you know, I would have been great. I would have loved uh, to have been back in Louisville, and and, and I love it here. Uh, so I just felt it's important to to do the right thing uh, at the current time and, and go with what I thought was was right by all. Did you decide that? on your own, Jeff, or did you talk to your dad, your mom? Did you talk to anybody, or did you just say, no, I'm staying at Purdue? No, there were a lot of conversations, a lot of long and hard conversations. It was a, it was a difficult, you know, couple days uh, once, it, once it got into decision-making time and a lot of back and forth. And, um, you know, uh, you, even, you know, my immediate family, wife and kids, it was more of, hey, hey. <laughs> You, you make the call here. I'm not. I'm not deciding this. I'm not having this one on, on my shoulders. 
Uh, and then, you know, my media family, of course, you know, they, they, they love Louisville. They, they, there were a lot of positives about the Louisville job. And then uh, I just think the more as you, you weighed everything, uh, you know, uh, it, it was a hard decision. But it was just something that I, I felt like that, uh, the right thing to do at that time uh, was to be a man of my word and, and say the program that I was at uh, because I really had only been here just a couple of years. I got to say, you have to tip your hat to him because he had given his word to players and administration, and he had only been at Purdue for two years, so he felt it was too soon to pick up and leave. I don't know that a lot of coaches would have made that same decision had they had that opportunity. Not knocking Purdue, it is a great program. Again, it's in a Power Five conference, it's in the Big Ten, but obviously, given Jeff's connections to Louisville and University of Louisville football, you could certainly see why if he had taken the job, why he would have done so. But he felt like he had made a commitment to Purdue and he hadn't been there long enough to fulfill that commitment. And so again, as I say, I, you, you got to tip your hat to him for standing up and making that decision. Anyway, as he said, he had a lot of long conversations with other people, obviously that being mom and dad. So what did they think? I wanted to get their opinions. Let's start out with his dad, Oscar Brom. I gotta ask you and your wife Donna, how disappointed were you when Jeff didn't take the Louisville job? Well, I have to be, you know, now he likes it at he likes it at Purdue and they really have treated him really great. Okay. So I don't want to say anything against Purdue. No, he seems very I happy. Really there. Like Purdue. But yeah, we were I, I have to be honest, yeah, we were disappointed. Uh just because it's Louisville, you know. I played there, they played there, and uh, and they all of us played there. We were all football players for Louisville, and uh, and uh, basically everybody else coached there. So uh, uh, yeah, we were we were probably a little disappointed, but I mean I understand why Jeff didn't. It was really bad timing. You know, he had gone out and recruited all these people and. One of the main questions I think he always got asked, well, you're not leaving to go to Louisville if something happens there, are you? And so it was just kind of bad timing, and they had treated him really nice. I mean, if it had been a year or two later, I probably could have talked him into it. But uh, it was just uh, the wrong timing. And, uh, you know, he probably showed a lot of character by sticking with what he had committed to. Uh since it wasn't me personally who had made the commitment, maybe I wasn't showing as much character. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it was a, it was a little disappointing. But uh, hey, you know, we we really like Purdue. We love all the people there, and it just was bad timing for Jeff. It, I th- you know, me personally, if it had happened a year later, two years later, it, he might have taken it. Oscar's wife and Jeff's mom is Donna Brom, and I talked to her as well. How disappointed were you when uh, Jeff didn't take the U of L job? Well, you know that was um, that was a tough situation because, of course, you want your family here. I mean, I've got grandkids, and uh, and that would be my reason for him to be here, but it wasn't my job to have so. Uh, I wanted to just make sure he was happy with the decision, whatever he made, because the pressure was on both ways. 
and uh, it just had to come from what he was willing, you know, to give up or to take. Now, of course, being here would have been ideal for us, but like I said, he was he was sure he made the right decision. That's all I wanted him, to be happy with your decision. Did he come to you for some motherly advice? Oh, well, we gave it. <laughs> no, he wanted to hear. I mean, you know, of course, my husband's really good about giving a whole lot. I'm, uh, I'm the one that, you know, as a mother would want what he, you know, and offered it too, you know. But, um, and then I, I saw the pros and cons. There were a lot of cons against coming back to Louisville. Uh, just what you have to face and, and being here and the pressure and stuff there and, and people, you know, you just never know. But my main reason was just they would be here. You know, they would be close, but he was somewhere that wasn't far. Well, how many how many Purdue games do you make a year? Oh, well, the home games were there. Oscar, he'll go up. Um, I still teach, and this should be my last year, but uh, a little harder for me, you know, when you leave on Friday and stuff. But he'll go to some of the away games with the team, and if it's close enough to drive. But, you know, we try to make them up. I'll uh, either watch from Jeff's office or I'll babysit for Brian's kids and watch on TV or I'm at the game. So it just depends on how the weather is. And since Oscar makes more of the games than does Donna, I had one more question for him. How many Purdue sweatshirts and caps do you have in your closet? We've got a lot of them. <laughs> and, and I have a source where I can get as many as I need. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a real good source. That's right. So. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Louisville thing, I mean, we all love Louisville. I mean, you know, Jeff does. And right. We want him to do well. And it's just bad timing. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, and, uh, Jeff, it was really hard for Jeff. And uh, it was it was really a tough decision for Jeff. I mean, it, it wasn't easy because he was torn. I mean, you know, here he just, people had really shown a lot of faith in him and, and uh, giving him a big opportunity, and he was just really into it, you know, really, just really gotten into it, and he just didn't feel he could leave. So that was after year two at Purdue, the Louisville opportunity came available, but now Jeff is headed into year four as the Purdue head coach, and their season opener coming up when they host Iowa. All right, we're going to move on in our next segment, the fun segment. We're going to talk about the Turkey Bowl, a Brom family tradition. And we're also going to hear more from Donna Brom, who is also quite the athlete herself, and the one daughter in the Brom family, also another outstanding athlete. All that's coming up in segment four, so stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization. If I'm not given the opportunity, 
if you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. I'm Gary Fogel. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories, where we're visiting with the Brom family. And one of the traditions for many years with the Brom family was the Turkey Bowl. I'll let Greg Brom explain. The Turkey Bowl was an old-fashioned backyard Thanksgiving football game, and the backyard was probably about as big as my office is right now. I mean, it's <laughs> like it, you couldn't even fit 11 people in the backyard, but Somehow they got about 11 people on two teams. And, uh, and you know, basically it was, it was guys that my dad grew up with. It started off with the McGraths, if you know Johnny and Bobby, who are the NFL officials, and, and, and it was their family. And a lot of the other, the Zinsers and, and people around the St. Dennis community, they would go over to my a – a lot of former college athletes, all of them, would go to my grandparents' house and play a Thanksgiving tackle football game, no pads, Back in the day of the old eight millimeter film, my grandfather would film the turkey bowl and everybody would beat each other up on the field and go eat turkey and watch the film of the game and and uh, brag about how good they did. And and my dad always, you know, says that he was the most valuable player every single year. It's amazing somebody could win the most valuable player every single year of the turkey bowl, but he says that he did. Well, he was and, the only uh, one who voted. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. But everybody wanted. It's funny because everybody wanted to play quarterback. So we had, uh, you know, a team, eleven guys on a team or something, and ten quarterbacks. That didn't quite work out <laughs> the math too well. But it was a fun time, and people still talk to us about it, and uh, because I think it 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 uh, it, it kind of uh, got a, lo- a kind of a folklore nature to it, and people learned that that we did it, and. Uh, uh, and I think uh, everybody thinks they played in it at one time or, or another. Well, since Greg's dad always declared himself the MVP of the Turkey Bowl, and, and since he'd been around it for many more years than Greg has, I thought I'd ask him about it. So I talked to Oscar Brom about the Turkey Bowl. Let me ask you, did you invent the Turkey Bowl? Was that your brainstorm? I guess I was. Maybe the one that kind of got it going, but my brothers were all involved. And just our friends started, they'd come over on Thanksgiving Day and we'd have a football game. When I say, I mean, this was a big time football game and it was tackle. <laughs> and uh, and I was playing tackle until I was 45 years old in that, ball, in that turkey bowl game. And in that turkey bowl game, it would be like we had, we had just – a lot of ex-college football players, and uh, and we had guys that had just come, that just maybe played for the college set season, <laughs> and they would show up for our turkey bowl game. I mean, it was a, it was a big time game, and uh, a lot of great athletes played that at the McGrath. You know, all the McGraths that played at Flagey and played at Western in Kentucky. Uh, you know, they played in it. Uh, Paul Mattingly, who was uh, 
star linebacker for uh, UofL. He played in it. Uh, uh, the Zinzer brothers who played for Eastern and different schools, they were in it. I mean, it was it was a, it was a real competitive ball game. And Greg said every year at the end of the game, you always voted yourself MVP. <laughs> well, I had to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned his wife Donna and you also heard from her in an earlier segment when I was talking about when Jeff was considering taking the U of L job but anyway I had Oscar put Donna on the phone because she was quite the athlete herself she played a lot of sports when she was growing up since I went to the all Catholic girls high school they they did offer sports back there for us and I'd always like have an older brother and being around cousins and that was just a lot of things we did outside shoot baskets or play softball and um and then i played uh, field hockey at, at high school softball and basketball and volleyball and i ran a little track so whatever they had i enjoyed doing it so my goodness so is that where the kids got all their athletic ability from you and not sure, him? sure. They, that's where they got all Wait a minute. <laughs> they got a lot of it from me. Yeah, I just, I just enjoyed it. Well, there is one other woman in the Brom family, and that is Kim Brom. 
She is younger than Greg and Jeff, but older than Brian, five years older than Brian. And you guessed it, she was also a tremendous athlete. She played three sports at Spalding University in Louisville. I talked with her. You grew up in a family where your brothers, especially Jeff and Greg, who were older, played a lot of sports, but they were most known for playing football. And then Brian comes along, and he has quite the career in football. Did you ever get tired of being around football so much? I don't think so. (laughs) You would think that with all the football talk or sports talk that possibly um, someone would get tired of it. But just growing up in our family, sports was always around. Sports was always on TV. It was something that we talked about at the dinner table. Um, You know, when I was younger, I was being carted off to ball fields and practices and games. And it's just what I grew up with. It's what I knew. Well, you were quite the athlete yourself. I mean, you played three sports in college. I mean, a lot of people don't even play three sports in high school, but you played three sports on the college level. How did you manage that? (laughs) Yeah. um, So when I was in high school, I loved just um, playing all the different sports. And it was just something that I knew growing up, you know, once one sport was over, I looked forward to playing the next. And the opportunity in college just came about. Um, I really wanted to play basketball in college. Um, so I had an opportunity to do that at Spalding. And I went to a tryout for the volleyball team. My volleyball coach said, why don't you go ahead and try out? I said, well, why not? And they were interested in having me do the two sports. And then the softball just kind of got added on. And um, I found that, you know, it just made me a lot more focused. You know, I enjoyed um, playing the sports when it was in season, but I also enjoyed when that that season was over. I liked going to the other sport, and um, we always kid at the house, you know, it's always the, the um, question on who the best athlete is, and although my brothers have played at a professional level, you know, they never played three sports in college, so I have that notch in my belt on that one. So you tell them that you're the best athlete. If we have, if, if they're going to ask me the question, I'm going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say for those reasons. <laughs> the boys got so much notoriety for their football. You didn't get that kind of notoriety for your athletics. You sort of flew under the radar. Did it ever bother you? Oh, I wouldn't say so. I mean, um, I enjoyed playing sports. And really, when I look back on um, my career at Spalding, it's not even really the wins and losses or the trophies or any of the accolades that I remember. It's mainly the friendships that I still have today. Um, so maybe at some point when I was younger, um, I'd get a little bit of that, you know, man, I just want to be the best. I want to be recognized or I want to be on par with my with my brothers. A lot of people have expectations when you have uh, here in the city of Louisville when you have a, uh, a last name as Brom. So I'm sure it kind of got under my skin a little bit then. Um, but, you know, I had a great career at Spalding, and I continue um, to be athletic. So at age 40, are you still the best Brom athlete? You know, I've, I would say I am, only because <laughs> I feel like – I feel like I'm still pl- actually being competitive. Um, I play volleyball at least two nights a week, and um, I still like to enter in some tournaments every now and then. And 
you know, we don't, we, we're not together as much to be as competitive as we used to, but if you get us in the backyard hitting tennis ball or anything like that, or we're playing a game of horse around Easter, I mean, we're all be competitive. So. <laughs> Kim Brom, and she may be right. She may be the best athlete in the family. Although I will say her three brothers all played three sports in high school. And Jeff, even though he did not play baseball at UofL, he played minor league baseball while he was in college. He would spend the summers playing minor league baseball, uh, I believe in the Cleveland Indians organization, but uh, they thought he was good enough and had potential that uh, they put him in their minor leagues, and he played that during the summer, even though he did not play baseball at UofL. And Brian was drafted by the Colorado Rockies in baseball, so obviously he was an outstanding baseball player. As I say, a tremendous athletic family, and uh, many people, as I said at the beginning of the show, called them the first family of football in Kentucky because dad and the three boys all played major college football, all at UofL, and Jeff and Brian also played in the NFL. My thanks to the Brom family for joining me for this show and for being good sports. We had a lot of fun, and they kind of laughed at, jabbed at one another, which I'm sure they do quite often enjoyed visiting with them. Thank you for visiting with me for this show. And as always, I invite you back every week to take part. And if you'd like to reach out to me, please do so. Go to my website, KentuckySportsMemories.com. Click on the contact page and let me know your thoughts. That'll do it for the show this week. I'll be back next week. Not really sure what I'll be doing for next week's show, but I will have a topic for you and I hope you come back and join me. Until then, I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories.